This is Catherine Ellis Carter today talking to you about the joy of singleness. And what we want you to know is that singleness is what you make it to be. So make it a blessing and not a curse. And what I mean by that is enjoy your singleness. Enjoy the time you have as a single person. Walk in purity with God, like in 1 Timothy 4.12. Do not look down on the anyone look down on you because of your youth but for set an example in believers in speech and conduct and love and purity the second verse i want to talk to you about is first corinthians 7 8 now to the unmarried and to the widows i give them stay unmarried as i do just as paul is unmarried and what i want you today like that sounds today's society is that the singleness is considered a curse or in some church circles a curse but i want you to see it as a blessing i want you to enjoy your friends enjoy your relationship with god first and foremost um enjoy your friends with guys see them as brothers and sisters in christ first and i had a group of college friends that i could hang go hang out with a group of guys Nothing be sexual, nothing be there. I could just be a fly on the wall, which I was majority of the time, but treated us, treated very well and um, treated as an equal and, and, and just enjoy that time. And then the fifth thing I want you to know is that the work on issues of inner healing don't bring baggage into your relationship with the past. And um, the way you see God. Sometimes we get that from our parents. And my dad was there, but he wasn't there for me. So, and he had a temper. So I always invaged uh, a God who was there, but not willing to help. So that's how I viewed things. And uh, set out to deal with your issues of abuse or inner healing abusive relationships and set a course i went through vision life for that for deliverance and inner healing i got a lot of um that elijah house is very good um and there's another one that's elijah related that i can post later um there so they're very good to work on issues of inner healing and deliverance uh, find your identity in Christ and find out who you are in Christ I found my heart like I found my heart I went to uh, Fellowship of the Sword and Tim found his at Ransom Heart he found out his identity and so to do that and then learn establishing healthy relationships and boundaries with everyone um, learn to get to know uh, yourself and your identity and then set healthy boundaries with everyone uh, that including your dating relationships and your dating relationships make that your primary goal is to set in um, purity I'm sorry I'm, I'm pausing because of uh, feeling the spirit's prompting about if you even have been through divorces and stuff to walk in purity with your with God and and your future spouse so that it will be your your blessing and your gift to one another is 
a healthy relationship. Um, and healthy, pure, sexual purity. Um, that is a gift. I, I'm, I'm blessed to have my husband as my first Valentine, my only Valentine, my forever Valentine. And he has been a blessing to me. Sometimes a pain in the butt, but we won't go into that. <laughs> um, but he's a blessing. Uh, secondly, he is my first and my last and forever. Um, and we both waited until we were 40 years old in our 40s to get married. Some of us wished we were did it younger and then others were going, no, I don't think we would have made it. <laughs> but for us, it is an example of purity, walking in purity. And there's a woman that was in her 80s who walked in purity and relationship until she got married in her 80s. So we thought we were the only ones, but no, there are people who are have been like that. And so I, I strongly suggest that. Um, and don't enjoy being alone with yourself and God and that be enough. And it's okay to be alone and not have to have a man by you. There's issues of codependency, I think, if you have to have a man and you're always interested in a man. And a man will not make you happy. Only person that can make you happy and joyful is God. And that's where your contentment needs to come from. Not from anyone else. Um, I think that's the, a, a, a huge issue that I see in long singleness. They're looking for their Boaz and they're not thinking about themselves. <laughs> I tickled my husband. They're so busy looking for their Boaz, but they ain't looking at themselves like they need to and look, have God look into them and see what's wrong with them. And then if that's where I think the biggest issues come in. Yeah. Take care. Another thing is take care of your finances. Your finances and get out of debt. Save for a house. Get rid of your credit cards. Get rid of your student loan debt. Get into Dave Ramsey. Get, um, get into Dave Ramsey and get out of debt. Uh, save for a house. Prepare for a wedding. If you want to save up, girls, you just got to make an old hope test. Um, that's kind of old-fashioned. But prepare. But prepare for yourself. Even if you live alone, you need to prepare for yourself. Um, another thing is uh, go on short-term or long-term missions. Serve at your church, local shelter, um, pet or a homeless shelter. Serve at a food line. Um, enjoy your singleness to the point that God has made you to serve. And then eventually someone will come along in your path and serve you. I actually went to Israel. And I'm the first one in my family to go overseas. I went to Israel, enjoyed Israel. I have a husband now. Thank God is a blessing and who has a desire to go to Israel at some point. And who has a very strong teaching gift. Who loves the Hebrew and the Greek and all that. And he likes to in-depth studies. He gets more out of that than anything else. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm totally opposite. I'm so black and white, prophetic, 
then it's not funny at times. Speaking of which, what that sounds like a perfect plug for my podcast over there. Yeah, I'm it is. The word. Yeah, uh, go if, ahead. I basically read out of the Orthodox Jewish Bible. For somebody that's never been to Israel, that's interesting. <laughs> Check it out if you have time. Okay, it's only a minute. Thank you for that minute plug. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> So, like I said, enjoy missions, enjoy learning about different places. Find contentment and just uh, in yourself. Find find yourself in the Word. Uh, I got the most out of uh, a job that I could when I was working in Master Control at Daystar, where I used to work. I got myself in the Word. and I had music playing and I had worship playing and and on those late nights, and I just, at times when I didn't have any studies, I just worshipped. And I think those were the best times of my life. So, um, I hopefully I didn't scam over, scan over things too fast. If you have any questions or wanting to bring it up. Now, those who have been divorced, I'm going to talk about those who have been divorced and are single. Enjoy your the sing- single again. The single again, yes. If you are single again, enjoy your relationship in time with God. You know, you're the only person that went through that relationship. And you need healing. And you need to deal with those issues of healing and deliverance. Um, Ransom Harp has a great podcast on breaking soul ties with people and I I strongly recommend it and I strongly recommend you going through and breaking soul ties and and having issues of healing and having issues of freedom and get to that place of freedom in your life and go through those ministries I talked about they're very stable and they're very good and I would strongly urge every woman to go to Fellowship of the Sword. And I know Stacy doesn't have captive heart. Is it captive? Captivating. Captivating. That's only like once a year, isn't it? Well, the captivating conferences and the boot camps, they're done once once or twice a year. Once I or twice a year. I think this year they're just doing it once a year. But Fellowship of the Sword, they do a conference Every month they do a, a, a outreach a thing out um, once a month, so they have a guys retreat and a girls retreat. And I would strongly urge anyone to go through those and get your heart back. They also do that in various states. Fellowship of the Sword does. Yeah, so look it up. Um, look that up on your thing, and um, I love pay- your thing. Look it up on the web. <laughs> Look it up, fellowshipofthesword.com. That just struck me funny for some reason. I know. Um, and Paige Henderson and Richard Henderson are the sweetest people that you'll ever meet. And they'll help you walk through a lot. And especially, you'll get a lot from their teachings. So, If you're not whole in your singleness, you know, Married life isn't meant to complete you. If you're not whole being single, you probably will not be whole being married. 
you're supposed to be completely whole in yourself in Christ. And I think that a lot of people have missed that mark and they bring in this baggage and then they add kids on top of it and then they're drowning in their own stuff and there's no break. Um, and so I, I just, that's part of self-care. I think that's the biggest part of self-care in the singleness is dealing with your issues at the heart, dealing with your hurts and your wounds and your pain and having God reveal those things and figure out where he was in the midst of it all and inviting him in and find that contentment in the Lord. And it's okay because God will walk with you. And it's a journey. It's not a destination. It's just a journey until one day you realize that you're there, but you're getting through. You're there. You finally feel free. You finally know who you are in Christ. You set boundaries with people and your relationships. You still have healthy physical boundaries, emotional boundaries, um, spiritual boundaries with people. You set the standard of how people will treat you. And you needed to walk in freedom of that. And that's so important before you get married. The saying about how you should treat other, treat others, especially potential mates, um, whether you're a guy looking for a girl or a girl looking for a guy. A statement that Dale Partridge made came to my mind that you should strive to, to treat them as a brother or a sister in Christ, because that's what they are in Christ, is your brother or sister. So treat them that way. As Tim was saying, um, it gives honor and respect to them first. And you see your position identity together. And because of that, you respect one another. There's a mutual respect and honor for one another. And God honors that. I think God honors it and blesses it. Most of the time, your mate that you find is your direct opposite. And you learn how to work together. And... Because like uh, Jimmy Evans says, there's another name. (laughs) (laughs) Let's name drop. Well, if you find someone that's like you, you'll probably kill each other. Probably. And so don't look for... I wasn't looking... I was looking for someone super spiritual, prophetic character, an awesome character good-looking, handsome, you name it. Well, I found Tim, and Tim is, hold on, don't give me that look. (laughs) I fell in love with Tim's heart, first of all, with God. And I fell in love hard. Uh, And then I just had eyes for him. I just thought, my goodness, he's so handsome in every way. Because his heart exuded with God and the love of God in a way that was different from mine. And I thought that we had to be on the page, same page spiritually. We had to like the same things, do the same things, and we're not. And we're different. I mean, he's got that strong teacher gift that likes to research. I, I don't like to research. I like to hear. 
and I do research in the word, but I, not as strongly as he does. He goes into the Greek and the Hebrew and the lexicon, and I, I just don't. I we and I are so different when it comes to spirituality. Um, but he gets he hears God on that, and he heard God when he said about starting a podcast together, kind of together. And he started his, and I started mine, but we worked together. Speaking of the podcast, we finally have a Facebook page. Yes, we do. We do have a Facebook page and an email. Do you remember the email? Heartovercomer dot at, no, it's out at outlook dot com. It'll be in the show notes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. So. <laughs> Whatever it is, it'll be in the show notes. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed our banter. I hope you enjoyed us talking. I, I wanted to circle around to the financial side of it. Okay. You mentioned Dave Ramsey. Yes. I don't think you mentioned that that was Financial Peace University you were talking about. Oh, yeah. That's anybody, that you know. I don't know if anybody's listening that hasn't heard of Dave Ramsey, but if you haven't, we were talking about Financial Peace University that he offers. So. It's very good, and I would strongly, if your church has it or a ministry at church has a, a financial ministry, strongly urge you to, to go into it and get some help personally with your finances. I'm not a math person. He's the finances guy I'm grateful for. If you know anything about financial peace, I'm the nerd, she's the free spirit. <laughs> I'm the free spirit. I've always been a free spirit. <laughs> I don't think people get that. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Uh, I just want to say blessings to you, every one of you who are listening. And like I said, if you're single again, don't. there's no condemnation in Christ. Just walk it out in purity and love with your brothers and sisters in Christ. And you may not be young or you may not be old, but God still loves you. You may be 40-something and he'll bring you someone along for you. Now, what was that about contentment? You had to find contentment. Okay. <laughs> you kind of threw me a curveball here. Yes, I had to find contentment. Um for the greatest majority of my life, I had been told even that I should have a girlfriend, and quote unquote prophets even told me that. It's not to disparage their giftings or any of that. You know, it might have been, it could have been prophecy. I don't know, but I was informed that you know I should be married and all this, and I, you know, was looking. And finally, it just came down to, okay, God, if you want me to be like Paul and be single for the rest of my life, I'm fine with that. Okay, great. I'll be single the rest of my life. Then, I don't know if you guys listened to the introduction podcast here, but um, along came our 20-year high school reunion, and Facebook was up, and... I found Catherine, and she did not go to the reunion. She was brave enough to stay away. I wasn't. But I wondered why she didn't come, and so I contacted her through Facebook, and 
That's how we started our friendship. Long distance. Meeting at uh, a mall there in the DFW area and started that. And then something just struck and things started working working out. God, God had a unique way of working that out. And we started our dating with a trip to see the Nutcracker for Christmas Eve. So, were you content? I was at a place where I went through infatuations with guys, and I was in the, you know, kind of pursuing, but not pursuing. And I got hurt along the way, and uh, I got hurt by a uh, a guy who thought he was, I thought he'd be a person of character and would post his relationship on Facebook. But this person happened to be a pastor and he was single and he didn't show himself. He was kind of sort of could have been flirting. It could have been flirting on my part um, reading into flirting or whatever. But then he wasn't, and then I had to, like, I poured my heart into an email, and then I got an email back from his responders from his ministry saying that he's already in a deep, serious relationship, and yet it was never seen on, on um, social media. I had no idea. So I was kind of hurt, and I was just wanting to deepen my relationship with the Lord and focus on God. And then Tim came along, and... We started off, it just started off as something so innocent and so simple. And I think our dating relationship was the most simple, most innocent thing I have ever experienced because he was a guy who knew how to honor me and knew how to treat a woman. And I still love him for that to this day. So some of what you're saying is, if you're in a relationship and you're and people don't know that you're in a relationship, you may be doing something wrong. Right. That should be out there. That you know, whether it's you're married and both husband and wife wear their wedding bands, or you put it on social media that you're in a relationship, or whatever. It needs to be out there and crystal clear that you're unavailable. And I think that's the part that really bugged me the most is that he didn't show himself to be unavailable and had plenty of followers and stuff like that. And he still has followers this day. He's married now to the, the girl that he's in relationship with, but it didn't mean that his and starter of this relationship was integritous and to me that bothers me to this day about him in ministry and something and I'll forget I forgive him but I don't think his intent made his intentions clear and I think that was a, a problem as opposed to our relationship being so innocent well, we had our troubles when we got engaged. When we got engaged, we had troubles with family. Like, 
accepting our relationship. Uh, my parents knew Tim. Tim would spend the night in, uh, at my house because uh, he was coming from another state. And there was no flying involved, just enough to drive in, drive in town and leave. But the more I got to know Tim, the more I, I fell in love, the more... But we based our relationship on friendship first because we had that physical distance. We had the te- now you have the technology to have that, but we also had trust. Eventually, I got to know Tim that Tim was a one woman per man and that I could trust him. I always had in the back of my head that he was cheating, but yet he wasn't a cheater. He was uh, a godly man. One thing about long distance relationship is it does build trust. At least for us, it did. So it, it, ha- mileage may vary. Mileage may, yeah, mileage may vary. But for us, it built trust and it built communi- uh, communication. So we worked on our communication skills. Of course, sometimes they still fall apart, but that's normal. That's part of marriage. You've got to work on that. Well, you know what they say 50% of communication in marriage. What? It's yelling what from the other end. What? 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 Okay. All right. All right. Keep and keep. He wants me to wrap it up. I think. So just to let you know that there, it can find a joy in singleness, and you can find joy in finding your mate. We're just, twenty-five minutes. So. All right. Well, thank you, my uh, engineer. I appreciate your time. Hope you enjoyed our podcast. This is Catherine Ellis Carter and Timothy Carter, saying sign off. And uh, don't forget to hit that subscribe button if you like it. That way we know about it and we know that you're there. Uh, and make comments. We love to have comments and like feedback. Like the Facebook page if you want. And, fa- and If you're on Facebook. And definitely subscribe and make comments. So this is uh, Catherine Ellis Carter and Timothy Carter wanted to say sign off. And thank you and have a blessed day. See you next time. Okay.